0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waters where we're recording from, the Wurundjeri and Wanarua peoples. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri and Woiwurrung elders, both past and present. Captain Mike, mazer off. It was good, right then. Whatever you did, right then, keep doing that.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay.
0: Coming to you live from Warrame and Wannarua Lands, it's the Bay 53 pop. I'll start that again. Coming to you <laughs> live from Warrameyer and uh, three, two, one. I am centered. I am speaking into the microphone and go.
1: on the field for the Newcastle Knights. Darren Tracy's first touch of the footy. Now Andrew Johns, Takes a little hole himself, he's close, try. he reaches out, that's a try to Andrew Johns. Root streak from the little halfback, and that's a good reward for a great game
0: in his debut match for the Newcastle Knights in first grade. Andrew Johns scores the try and
1: that should wrap it up for the Knights.
0: Coming to you live from Warramai and Wanneroola lands, this is the Bay 53 podcast, part of the Sports Best Friends Podcasting Network, brought to you by A-plus contracting and polyrolling. We're pushing on. Heartbreak in the capital today as the Knights lost it at the death to a literal last-minute try to the Canberra Raiders. But far from being despondent, the boys have showed glimpses of the team that we love today. Is it enough to make us believe again? Well, that's for you to listen to as the Bay 53 podcast analyses our latest loss for the Newcastle Knights. Bretto, uh, tough, tough loss, tough game in uh, Canberra today. Uh, it's another week it's another time that's hard to be a Newcastle Knights fan.
1: We just find ways to get disappointed don't we mate Even when the effort's better your things just don't go away it's um yeah what do you say? what do you what do you say?
0: So there were, there were two moments in the game today where I said, I can see what's coming next, and one of them turned out to be true. So the first one was, I think, in the opening, I don't know, two minutes of the game. Uh, the Raiders got a penalty up the field, and I said to my mate, I said, um, yeah, we, we've seen this. This is where the game will be over. They'll go up and score off this off this set now, and they didn't. Um, but, yeah, that, that last call um, when we were called for off inside the 10 after a great... Just a great set to put pressure on them. That last set of the game, as soon as they got that, um, and it was a massive kick up the field to get the tap inside our half, I was like, I know it's coming. You just, you, you knew it. it. It was written in the stars. And, uh, yeah, lo and behold, a um, Hudson Young try. Um, Fogarty conversion, 2018 M- loss. M- M-
1: Maitland's own Hudson Young.
0: Oh, oh, it's always the ones that uh, are closest to you that hurt you the most.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's um, we've actually been really good the last couple of years of winning those close games. We've really been good at grinding out close wins. Well, and eventually that turns around. And today might have been a bit of that karma.
0: Um, we ground out those five wins in a row um, out of our last six games last year to to get us into that into that eight. And um, yeah, a lot of those a lot yeah, of those we, wins were
1: we pulled, we pulled that miracle off against Cronulla at home last year. Yeah, we've really we've really done well in the close games in the last couple of years. But um, yeah, that that, that stung a bit.
0: Um, mate, what, what, what do you make of today? Like, uh like, it, it's it's a tough loss. It's another tough loss. Um, you know, the Raiders were fourteen nil up um, fairly early in that first half. They could have been further ahead. They um, they were unlucky not to be. Um We then sort of found our groove. We responded back. We had our chances where we could have probably been further ahead in the second half. Um. What's what what's going to come out of this game for the Newcastle Knights in the in the wash?
1: Um, I don't know to be honest. Like you're right, there's lots of good signs there. The effort was a lot better today, but it was still the same problem. You know, we the start was a, was abominable as, as it always is. You're right, we should have been behind been behind by more. Canberra did what Canberra do that they had a good lead and just before and just after half time they were really really poor and let us back into the game. And you know we sort of got momentum and confidence on the back of that, but the same problems are still there. We 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 missed twice as many tackles as they did, forty-two to twenty-two. Um, our defence in that first twenty minutes was just disgusting, absolutely disgusting. But but you know, but we showed we uh, yeah. we put it together. But you can't play thirty minutes of good football expect to win in the NRL, unfortunately. So
0: I'm just trying to I'm, look. I'm just trying to put all my thoughts together after that game. It was. Uh, and, and stay with me here, because I'm, I'm sort of going to draw a bit on the Adam O'Brien post-Melbourne loss a bit here. I know this will sound crazy, but there was actually a lot for me to like about that game, and I know that that sounds like a fairly delusional or even unrealistic thing to say, um, you know, given those first 30, 30 to 35 minutes. The difference that I saw from this team today, though, was that there are are two types of inept performances, or there are two types of disappointing performances. The first type is the one that we've sort of been witnessing a fair bit over the past couple of months where you just don't do anything right. And then you pile up on that with stupid errors that just compound how poorly you've been playing up to that point. Um, Our our defense, there there are issues there. there. There are deeply ingrained issues in terms of the way we decide to defend at the moment. But aside from that, there were a lot of things that we were doing from an intent perspective that I liked, and then we were we were letting ourselves down with silly errors. So um, even before we scored that try, um, Kurt Mann, was it Kurt Mann who scored our, our first try yeah. of the game? Yeah. Even before Kurt scored, I was seeing little things from the team that I was like, I'm seeing things here that I actually haven't seen from us since round two. And I it, it wasn't like I was in that I was avidly enjoying watching us play, but I wasn't hating it either. And that that for the way the knights have been of late, like, that was a big step for me.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. We certainly looked a lot sharper. You know, we we certainly rolled through our plays and our sets a lot better at times there. And that's the thing, you know, like that we know we, we know we, there's a good football team there. We know that, we've seen it. Mm. And we've seen glimpses of that today. And you're right, and that, and that's something to cling on to because there there is glimpse there was glimpses today of that stuff. I especially liked him in the second half when Kurt went to dummy half. Oh yeah, we looked so much sharper. We looked so much, and you, you and I have been screaming for that since braille has got injured. You know, like I've been a big advocate that Kurt should be the the uh, nine, and if you want to have Randall at fourteen to come on and spell him, or we'll go for it. But um, we look so much sharper with Kurt around the rock. But yeah, there's a there's a genuine good football team there, and I think when Braley's back, well, we'll see it. We'll you know we've got quite a few home games. We've we've got some teams that we should be able to give a good account of ourselves against. But you've got to you've got to then put that into place. So i have got the Titans in two weeks at home. That what we showed today needs to roll into you know sixty or seventy minutes of good football in that Titans game at least.
0: So there there are four clear worst teams uh, in the comp uh, at the moment: the Tigers, us, the Titans, and the Warriors. Um, I still think at our best we're better than those other teams, but it's a, it's a question of whether or not the Knights. As you've just pointed out, want to say, well, we want to be the better team for eighty minutes instead of just thirty minutes, or you know, ten minutes here and there when we when we sort of decide to click.
1: Our our best is better than the bottom half of the competition, mm. but we just haven't put it on the park this year. You know, like as good as the dragons were against South, we're better than the dragons. I don't care what anyone says. Some some dragons fan clip this up, put whatever they like. We're better than the dragons. We we just we are. But we this year uh, we've just been disgusting at times, and you can't do that. You can't. You cannot do that in professional sport. But yeah, you're right. We we are clear. We're, we're in that clear bottom four teams, and we're we're in a spoon battle. Let let's face it, Knights fans. We are in a spoon battle at the moment. Um,
0: I was watching the game today with a good friend of mine who's a um a Cowboys supporter, and um, to his credit, he didn't uh, he didn't give me too much shit about them uh, at the moment. Uh, I, I say today.
1: Because let's face it, they've been as bad for the last few years. <laughs> and half of the season doesn't, doesn't make up for their shit. <laughs> um,
0: one of the things I was saying, though, as I was watching the game today, Dom Young had another absolute cracker of a game for me. He, he had a bad, really bad defensive error uh, that just straight up resulted in a try. Um, but I thought otherwise, strong running out of um, defence, 149 metres run all up. Um. I thought Leo Thompson was playing well as well, or at least he was showing a little bit more intent. Uh, Therein lies the problem, though, is that I was saying to him, too many of our young blokes are being asked to do too much to be our best player to help a first-grade team. Dom Young simply shouldn't be our best player any week. He should be solid and we should be making the best of him, but the fact that a teenager is continually showing up the rest of the team is a problem.
1: Yeah, the fact that he's showing up Eddie Lee, that's that's my big concern. Like guys like Eddie, which should be showing Dom how to play the position. And Dom has been way better than those guys. He's been you know, he's been better than pretty he's been better than Gag, he's been better than all our outside backs by a mile. Mm. Um that to me, that's the concern. Like Dom should not be the best player in the outside backs that are on the team. And he's been the second best player on the team this year. It's simple. Count Clem has been the best, and Double's been a clear second best. That's embarrassing for the senior guys in the in the squad.
0: I don't know if I got this right, mate. Um, one of the things that I did pick up on, and I'm just going through it now, so Simi Sasagi, who you and I have got big raps on, and I certainly hope that he's not going to go the way of Gyra, where it's a you know, it's a player that um, you know, has to leave to go elsewhere for opportunities.
1: I, I know I know I know someone that knows a little bit about Simi, that knows Simi off the field a little bit. And yep. he said that Simi's a re- a really good kid that loves the Knights. Yeah, yeah, he, He's yeah. sort of committed to he's, he's committed to the Knights being, you know, where he'll make his career, which is which is a, a good thing.
0: Well, that is a good thing, and and maybe that does inform something that I think I saw today. So only ten minutes for Simi today, and I'll tell you what, mate. When I was watching the footage as it happened at the time, he came up and he looked pissed off about it. And I don't know, he definitely looked pissed off about something, and I don't know whether it was something that happened on the field, maybe he wasn't, it, but he just gave this look of a player who'd been taken off for his little stint, and he wasn't happy about it. He wanted more. And, again, that's what you want to see. And it should
1: be, because should be with, with Frizz going off of the HIA, semi-playing semi so few minutes makes no sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And so that's what you want to see. But, again, I go back to our, our young players shouldn't be the ones – who are champing at the bit to show us up like that. Like that's where that, that's the stuff where your Safidis and um, your Mitch Barnettes, they're they're the ones that really should be stepping up going, No, we're the ones that are really keen to be out here, get out of our way, sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I actually kept a bit of a close eye on Mitch Barnett. Same. Watching the what yep. watching watching the replay. And- Man, I don't like it. I get why everyone loves him because he's just all action. You know, he's he's throwing mm. his body in there, he's launching himself. But Jesus Christ, he's ineffective in defense. He just bounces off tackles. He gets in guys where well, he knocks our, our guys out of the tackle. Yeah. Like he just, he just, I don't know. I don't know whether it's over enthusiasm or what it is, but he just bounces I, I'll off tell you.
0: Dogs. I'll tell you what he's like. I'll tell you what he's like. Um. I'll tell you what he's like, Fredo. Mitch Barnett yeah. is like. You remember when you were a kid and you used to go to the bowling alley and because you got like you wanted the kids to have fun and so you'd put the big bumpers along the side. Yeah, you take away right. like you take away the, the, the um I oh, the gutters. He's like that. He's just bouncing off the gutters and going down to the end and hoping that he gets some damage does some damage by the time he gets down there.
1: <laughs> you know it, you know, what I, you know what I always say think about Mitch Barnett? If Mitch Barnett's always in the frame when he tries are being scored. Because he puts himself there, but yeah. he's also the guy that will miss the last tackle. Yeah, like he'll run his guts out to get there, but then not make the tackle.
0: Yeah, he's um, look. He, he's an I think he's an effort player without um, direction. And I think the problem for the Knights at the moment is that we've probably got a few too many of that of those players, but they're lacking the effort element.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. If he, I would love to be able to put Mitch, but Bart- get put Mitch. Put Mitch Barnett's effort into a guy like Jira.
0: Oh yeah, oh like, yeah.
1: Like it's just, yeah, just you know you know where you know he, Mitch, Barnett, Mitch Barnett is an Audi an Joe Tappany. Yep, because Joe Tappany Which is so returned, he's best he's, he's the best forward in the game at the moment. But Joe Tappany was the same. He used to be all action and effort and. To ill ill disappoint and whatnot, and and but he was so he's so talented. Eventually, it's shine through. Was mm. Mitch isn't quite as talented, so it hasn't shine shone through yet. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, when I say yet, he's nearly in his career, so it won't. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like we we essentially they were a swap. You know, it wasn't exactly a swap, but essentially those guys were a swap, and they and at one stage there, Mitch was looking like the better part of that deal. Mm. You know, and but yeah, Joe's sort of gone on with it, and um and Mitch hasn't, but um. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's just all effort and of bounces off, and he does some damage. Like I love him, because he, in that regard, because he does some real damage. But geez, he costs us.
0: Mm. Nick Kotrick in the ninth minute, Matthew Tomoko in the sixteenth, uh, Xavier Savage in the twenty third minute, mate. Uh, Jamal Fogarty's boot was really what was keeping us in it at the moment. A, a fourteen to nil point, a fourteen to nil lead to the Canberra Raiders could have easily been eighteen to nil. It should have been twenty-four um, nil, but the Raiders bombed um, a fair, a fairly clear chance um, shortly um, shortly before we scored our first. Look, it, it's like I said, and I actually do wholeheartedly agree with you. And something actually did occur to me today, where I think it's a tw- it's it's proof of how twisted a mentality I have about this team that I came out of today's game feeling a lot better about the team than I did after the Warriors win. And my mind immediately went to you where you were like, mate, this team sucks. You take the good win. You take the wins when you can get them. And that, that's what you should be enjoying. And But in, in a lot of ways, I probably prefer i prefer the performance today and that soothed how I felt about the loss. It, um, even at 14 to nil down, though, I still felt like Kurt Mann's try for two for a couple of reasons was um, just a huge step for us. One, it, it gave us something going it's into Canberra.
1: the break. It, 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 it's it's Canberra. There's your biggest
0: well, reason. Well, and look, there's, there's your third one as well. it is it, it, is is in terms of um, you know you. How do I say this without it coming back to haunt me? But there's always a part in the back of your mind where you're like, look, we know the Raiders. We think the Raiders will switch off at some point, so we need to take advantage of it. But I think the final point for me with Kurt Mann's try is that I actually felt like we, we deserved that try. We didn't deserve to go into half-time with nothing on the board. We, the, and I thought that the six points that we got to give us a chance, but the six points was a fair reward for the good things that we had done in the half.
1: It was the game was like an almost carbon copy of our game against them in Wagga last year. Whereas the try that Kurt got just before half time was last year we got it just after halftime when Connor put I think it might have been even been Kurt over. Um and it was and 14 0 become 14 6. And it had the mm. this game had the exact same feel about it. Mm. Um and it, it played to the point where we got the eighteen fourteen league exactly the same. We just couldn't hold on this time, but you're right. Well, we, des- we didn't deserve to go in at nil, but you're right. Canberra probably also deserved to go in at 24. Um, we went on to score the next
0: two tries. I want to spend a little bit of time on the uh, Matt Croker try in the 55th minute um, for a variety of reasons. But we'll let's get the negative stuff out of the way. Um, it's another week. you another- looking up
1: on Pornhub right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's already up to 50,000 hits. Um it's another week, it's another late hit on Kalen Ponger. What how how many times does Kalen have to be laid out on the ground before this narrative that he's a soft player is finally put to rest? He's he's actually probably going to um like he's going to suffer significant injury before there's ever any hint that this idea that he's soft is going to is going to be for um, just forgotten or dropped.
1: The way things are going now, this might be contract. last this contract might be Kavan's last contract because he may need to medically get out of rugby league. Yep. Um, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in, in the NFL, I'm not advocating for Punching be back in rugby league. Punching shouldn't be in rugby league. But when Punching was in the thing. They don't get away with that. Ellie Whitehead gets holes punched in by David Clemmer. If, if you're allowed to punch someone. And like I, it, it, it's it's become, it's become so bad now that the idea was that guys couldn't hurt other guys really? by, by taking the punching out. So it's down to the point where our playmakers are the guys copying the thing. Before it was two meathead front rowers punching each other. Now it's meathead front rowers and back rowers knocking our best players out of the game with cheap shots. And cheap shots better.
0: Shot, and cheap shots in the NRL have sort of become the social media of hits in rugby league. It's the things that you can Chad do.
1: Because,
0: yeah, and I mean, it's the thing because it's the, the thing. thing ever. It's the thing you do now, but it's also it's the action that you do now because you don't have to worry about reper, repercussions. You yep, you just don't absolutely. have to worry about there anything coming your way because yeah, I can I can take this player out. All right, I might get sin bin, but at least physically nothing's going to happen to me.
1: Because that that meme of Chad Townsend taking that last year. Instead of that being a meme, mm. that, the meme would be David Clemen a on Lock on Fitzgibbon putting Chan, Chad Townsend in John Hunter Hospital. <laughs> that would be the meme. If that happened ten years ago, that would be the meme. It just would be. It would be Gordon Tallis beating the crap out of Ben Ross. Um, that's, that, that's exactly what it would be. Like I, I'm not advocating for punching in the back. Punching should not be in rugby league. But this is the consequence. This is why punching was, I think, in rugby league because, in a sense, why you're allowed to punch in hockey. Hockey have guys that their whole spot in professional hockey is to protect their playmaker. So their playmaker gets hurt. They have a guy that doesn't have that team that then fights someone. That's how it works. Rugby league can't do that, but Jesus needed. Whitehead was sin-binned. Was it send-off material or sin bin sufficient? No, nah, you didn't get him high, so it's not a send-off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, so off the back of that, though, um, the Raiders are down to 10 men. Um KP picks him, drags himself up off the, up off the canvas again, uh, gets himself into uh, attacking position. Fifth tackle option. Uh, Matt Croker is running alongside. I mean KP says, mate, I'm going to set you up for your first career try in the NRL for the Newcastle Knights. Puts through a beautifully, perfectly placed kick, uh, and Matt Croker does the rest. Absolute scenes. That was just. Um, I was. Uh, I was two, getting two five
1: seven, maybe two five seven. Where oh, one hundred percent. We needed honor there, like we're doing just the best thing ever. Uh, our friend Sky would have just been all over that till the end of time.
0: <laughs> and I tell you what, mate. You know, we're always talking about that. We want them to care about it as much as we do. Watching Croker. Banging his fist into the turf and jumping up and hugging KP and just soaking up every moment of it. Um, in the professional era, sometimes you forget that that's what sport is really is absolutely all about. That that I'm, was. The I'm, so, I'm
1: saying it now at the end of his career, Matt Crocker will be on our um, all-time list. You, you know, he'll be on our Matt Rashmore of Knights players.
0: 100 percent, hundred percent.
1: Because he'll play three hundred games for this club. He just will. Because you know he, he looks after himself so well. He's, he's just a machine. If injuries don't him, he'll play 300 games. So he'll be the club's first ever 300-gamer that's played all for the club. He'll be a club captain for five to ten years. Um, that means he bleeds red and blue, and I love every second of it.
0: Yeah. He, um, he plays the game with that sort of enthusiasm and just energy and love for the club that you sort of – like you think back to that, like that nostalgia-tinged – thought you have of the game and you kind of wish every player played the game the way that he did like you can just tell running out and playing for the knights is a kid living the dream and he just wants to do that for as long as he possibly can he,
1: he, he you, you would you, you would picture a guy like matt croker in a um a cotton jersey in the 90s oh 100% you know, he was, 100%. He, was a, he was a 90s knights forward you know yeah. he was he you know, he was just yeah you would just expect to see him in a in a stockland 97 cotton jersey because that's look, you know he, he's billy peenum but way more talented look i, I probably sh-
0: i probably shouldn't do this because you're never sure if you're going to breach trust or anything but we, look, we went mad on the socials for croaks in turn so i posted and tagged sent him in something on uh, instagram and he actually wrote back to me back to us he said love it lads xo i'm oh, sorry xx that's awesome and particularly again in the professional era like you know that's sort of that's a level of interaction with players that he doesn't really have to do, but he does anyway. And it's awesome. And it it, it, it makes you sort of want to believe that there is still that romance in the game.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Matt Croker is a smart man because he actually, he knows, like he, I'm sure he knows how much he's loved by Knights fans. Now he's on social media. He knows how much Knights fans love him, mm. but he's actually putting that into a career outside of football. Like he's he's actually got to the point now where you know he's taking over the night's podcast and he you know he was he was part of two five seven and I just see him growing growing. Like he, he to me, he'll just be a walk-up start for one of those talking head shows in a few years. Um he's just he's just really smart with how he creates his image is not the right term because that's sort of a negative connotations on social media. But he actually uses his love for the game and for Newcastle and for the fans to further his reach to, to the audience, it's, it's My, really, Matt Croker, really quite interesting.
0: Matt Croker, to me, because you know how you're always hearing the the lazy criticism of players today going, oh, they're too distracted, you know, get off social media and go and get a job. Well, Matt Croker, to me, is the evidence that that's bullshit because he's a guy who's making his, his um, way through his uh, first-grade career path he's active on the social media but there's no you you will not find a knight's fan who points to him and goes oh he didn't put in today or oh no you can tell his mind isn't on the job and so you know he's the he's that that quintessential modern player that sort of says I can have my cake and eat it too I can do my socials yeah. and still be a star for the team the, that,
1: that bullshit stuff of socials is it's ridiculous. All like full, sh- everyone, everyone works full time, and it's all the socials. Like mm. a footballer is not allowed to have a job and have a social media. Do they have to like? Are they have to be doing football twenty four seven? Like I don't get that argument. They have a full time job. It's called rugby league. Mm. And um, if anything, they've like, got
0: um, more spare time to be on the socials.
1: Correct. Correct. You know, and they've got more to lose on the socials. You know. Yeah. You look at my social feed from from this afternoon. If that was an NRL play, they'd be sacked from the game. Like what well, I. Post it <laughs> you know, like. They, 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 they can do what they like as long as they're not harassing anybody or a negative image of the the club or the game. Yeah. Fair go, fellas, do what you like. Newcastle are the premiers. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, that still only took us to I think fourteen to twelve, so we st- we were still behind. Uh, it was the Edric Lee try that in the end um, put us ahead. And actually, Caitlin uh, Pong, Pong had a great game, day with the game. Three from uh, Sorry, great game with the boot. Three from three, one of them from the from the sideline. But yeah, that that try from can Edric I, can Lee. Can I just say
1: that he, 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 his new style has to be clenching his ass cheeks, not to shit himself? Because he was clearly doing that <laughs> with he was then. Three from three, that's the new style, KP. Get those ass, ass cheeks clenched, brother. More gastro. We want more gastro it's, for KP. Might, I don't know if that even that makes his legs swing through
0: straighter or what. <laughs> no, it makes it. See what's happened is that he's with his pass technique. He's been hooking him too much, but because yeah, he was trying to hold hard. the diarrhea in, he can't release yeah, his legs as much, and so he's kicking up, straighter. It's gonna
1: come straight through. Keep those thighs <laughs> together. Absolutely.
0: Block it um, in. But um, the Eddie Lee go-ahead try was off the back of uh, Looney Clunes' show-and-go, something we haven't seen since round one. And, uh, you know, I tweeted from my personal account, you know, we've been – crying for support play. And KP had a break in the first half with no support. Well, not only did Cleany have um, uh, support, pl- twice. We had we had all the support yeah. we needed and yeah. we were able to score. And that's the difference. That's the difference between a break that amounts to a lost ball or a break that results in four points.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there's so many games this year where we won the line breaks and got him in the game. Mm. Because teams like Melbourne, you know, four of every four, five clean line breaks are tries.
0: Mate, what did you think of the Edric Lee no try in the end? I, th- I thought it was a tough but uh, correct call.
1: It was the correct call. Yeah. Um, it's such a, it was such a nice thing because yes. any other team, Denari just misses that with his fingers and it's a try.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> – <laughs> That's exactly right. Any other time, you'd be like, he, he doesn't knock that on, and a uh, Tuala just flies over the top, and he probably gets a uh, uh, Savage probably gets a few more meters with a held
1: onto ball. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's um, yeah, and and I I, I was really worried when, I was really worried that um that sort of play would. How do you put it? That that that's that sort of play would be indicative of the club and the boys would drop their bundle. Drop their bundle. Yep. You know, like it's sort of it's one of those things where you, you, you've you've felt like like if that goes over the game, you've won the game. So you've got to go Correct. from you've won the game to oh no, we now got to hang on. You know that and the, the way our mentality has been this season, you think well, they're going to drop their bundle, don't you?
0: Tuala had a poor game today. It was it was close to one of his worst. He's just
1: uh, not a centre, mate. He's a very serviceable first-grade winger. He's just not a centre. No. Yep. He has to play there because it's really insensitive. And, and Heimel being hurt has really hurt us because Heimel was our third centre.
0: Hmm. Um, you know, he played the full game, six runs, 33 metres, 12 post. He did fuck all. And he, he cost us um, two straight-up tries. One where he was just palmed off like he wasn't there. And that second one, and again, it, you know, it's unfortunate. It goes against you. But he did cost us the the, the Eddie potential match sealer. Um, yeah, he was ineffective today. It was really disappointing to and, to see and hard to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um as I said, he's just not a centre, mate. I, I won't judge him because he's playing out of position. Yeah. I, 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 my attitude has always been, I'll, I'll bag a guy to the, to the cows come home if they're playing in their natural position. They're playing out of position and struggling. I'm not giving it to them because they're just doing their best.
0: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. Look, so before
1: we even got to that one, Dom Young murdered two tries. He murdered the one where he on the outside and put him into the corner. That was just a walkover try if Dom catches it. And the one where, you know, he, he dives and doesn't quite get it to the ground. He just has to tuck, tuck it under his arm and score instead of going for the big fancy dive. Yeah. So, and, he and murdered, this... Dom murdered those two
0: and this is the thing, we had our chances in that second half to sort of um, put the game beyond doubt. Uh, whether or not we create those chances and, um, you, know, uh, you know, if we're going into the halftime 20 to nil down or 24 to six down, you know, who knows. Um, but that's where, that's where the team sort of lacks that, they still lack that killer instinct. They still, and I, I want to get away from the term killer instinct because that sounds like it's this sort of, Vibe that you feel that you just know how to win. They lack that professional touch. That, that those yeah, are the those
1: that's are the, exactly, that's exactly you, you. said that perfectly. Make professional touch. That ability to just hit the right play at the right time, finish it off, do the simple thing right. How many times have we seen when we've had guys outnumbered and just haven't been able to catch them past the score? Yeah, it's a professional touch. That's a perfect way to describe it.
0: And it and it's a shame because. And I do think back to that Melbourne loss. Like, that was one of the worst days at, at, at the footy I've, I've experienced. Um, but you sort of think about games like that where you're like, I just saw nothing that really inspired me to want to back this team. But today, like, there were just so many glimpses of going back to that team that you and I rated in the first two rounds. You you sort of start to think to yourself, man, if they really could just I don't. I don't,
1: some- I don't disagree. I'm not going to disagree with you, but we've got to remember, Cam- to me, Canberra are in the bunch with us where they're not very good. No, so I agree. That's not against camera. No, 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 and and, all, and, they're, and they're missing their best player.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and the thought I was actually going to say to finish that off was more that if they could produce these sorts of elements, but with that polish on top of it, that just made them a consistent team.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. They'd just be such a good team to watch, like that, or at least they'd just be such a good team to support. Yeah, we,
1: and again, Canberra supporters must be feeling that at the moment. Oh, reporters I've seen their team put on 70 points in six days, you know, like because their team, you know, as bad as they've been this year and they've been for years now, they've just put it together. Like they've just, you know, when it clicked, it clicked. We still haven't had it clicked yet this year. Even that Roosters game, you know, we were as great as we played and all the effort was there. It was still clunky.
0: Oh, yeah. It was not a comfortable game to watch um, watch that afternoon. I was still – I was in – just in disbelief by the end of it, Breno, Can we have a? Can we get to the end of the game? I want to go through not blow by blow, but certainly I want to go through those last um, two or three minutes of the game because, uh, I mean, for, well, first of all, what's what's David what's David Klemmer doing? do? Why you know people have joked that David Clemmer needs to be in our halves because he's got the best hands. Well, he's got one of the best kicking games in the team as well. Fair dinkum. where did that can I can, um... I,
1: can I can I just go back to the start of that play, bud? Yeah. Anthony Milford chip and chase. Great, it looked mm-hmm. great. Don't even know? It looked fantastic. You almost scored to start with the game. But... Dumbest play I've ever seen a night's player do. <laughs> you, you're, four, you, you're, four points, you're four points up in your own half with two minutes on the clock. Yeah. Why the fuck are you chipping and chasing?
0: Yeah.
1: He's why are you um... not kicking it into the corner?
0: Yeah, and, and this goes back to those that that polished those professional touches that the team just sort of miss like to um
1: just to, it's to, just dumb. It's just and 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 the and okay. Let's go through the let's go through the, the inside kick where Joe T- Tarpany produces the one of the plays of the season. Why are you kicking and hoping? Because two things happen there. Either because we are not like to score a try because Canberra had it covered. Joe Tarpany was there. Blah blah blah. More likely, he's going to go dead and you get to ski away seven tackles, which is just the absolutely worst thing to do. Mm. or you do what happened, which is they clean it up and then it's a a, a sort of miscombobulated set where they're on their own line, but they're just trying anything and you're just trying to smash them. Whereas if you just kick it out or just get tackled in the corner, you get to set your line and the whole set of six is on your terms. Mm. I guarantee you Melbourne die with the ball in the corner there. Yeah. We all know how good that looked. Joe Joe Tarpany was outstanding play, but the Knights murdered that. Mm. And the penalty was a penalty. I don't I know Knights fans go that doesn't that doesn't normally get awarded and it doesn't. You're right. But it was hundred percent penalty. Yeah. We were we were offside trying to trying to get them on their own line. So the Instead
0: penalty get, professional standing back. So the penalty so gets given. Professional
1: standing back.
0: The penalty gets given and not a but because a lot of things had to go against there were there were three things as I saw that really had to go against us for that, that last try to happen. The first one is the penalty gets given. The second one is that despite being essentially back in their corner, this amazing kick for touch, they find 40 metres up the field.
1: Don't, and don't tap- watch that again. That went
0: out nowhere near where the touch he measured it. Yeah. It went out 35 metres out. That's what I was going to say because when I was watching it, I was like Andrew Johns couldn't have threaded the needle that well. well or I you, thought maybe the Breed had picked it up. You cannot
1: kick it. You cannot kick it that far from that position and that's always been a thing in rugby league where we don't actually ever measure that. We try not touch; he just gets it within ten metres. The catch was fifteen metres out. On that, fifteen metres.
0: Is it? Is it something that PVL needs to think about putting a microchip in the ball or something in terms of sensors in the sidelines so that we get a, a better? I mean, I'm I'm being an idiot, but um, it can be the difference between winning and losing a game. And it was as it was today. Is it something that the game needs to should we, do? Should we,
1: keep, we, keep, we keep corner flags for the just simple point of going where the ball goes out. Yet every other point in the game we don't care where it goes out.
0: Mm. So that's a third okay. that's the second thing that had to go against us. They put on a good set to get in a position. Now let's get to the let's get to the hard call. Was the last try the fault of Kalen Ponger? Or was there something else that resulted in us conceding the try that ultimately led to the game loss? Look, Dick's on the table stuff, mate. Was that KP's fault?
1: KP's out of position. I'm not going to deny that. And yeah. it's 0% KP's fault. Agreed. 0%. He was, he was in the line hustling, trying to make up for and fill holes that guys weren't filling themselves. Yeah. But every fullback does that. Billy Slater used to made a career out of doing that. Billy Slater would, would get called a hero because he would be – in the line, making those tackles and sorting out the line, because Cameron Munster or you know Cooper Cronk or someone like that would be backing him up. He would know that if he, he got caught in the line, someone would be waiting. That if a kick went through, they'd be ready to turn and chase. Unfortunately, we have a team where they all stood there like statues.
0: And and so there, therein lies the issue, as I see it, with Kalen Ponga at the Newcastle Knights at the moment. It's a case of your we, and I'm not saying this is correct, but it seems to be a case of the criticism is. We pay you expecting you to you to do everything, and when you don't, the result not going our way is your fault. That, that's essentially the the level the, the level of um, critique that Kalen Ponga now needs to perform under. Because I'm,
1: I'm, I'm saying it, I'm saying it now, mate. It's gone from where it used to be the, the 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 meme used to be when the Knights win, K, it was KP's all KP's doing when they lost, was all KP's fault. It's not even that anymore. When the Knights win, the whole team played well, and KP was just one of them. When yes. we lose, there's only one person to blame. Yeah, it's a it's like quarterbacks, in quarterbacks, in the, quarterbacks in the NFL, quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the NFL are considered: if you win, you get a W. If you your team loses, you get an L. That's how it is for Kalen Ponga. But he doesn't actually get the credit for the W. He did the whole thing gets the credit for the W, and he just does what he's supposed to have done because he gets getting paid a million dollars. And make no mistake, I, I tell you now: if that same play happens next Sunday night when he's playing for Queensland, Kalen would be do would do the exact same thing. And when that kick went through, DC or Cameron Munster would beat everyone to by five meters.
0: Yeah, and let, let make no mistake. When it comes to criticising Newcastle's best player, this isn't a KP thing. Andrew Johns used to cop this criticism left, right, and centre back in the day. When when we won, he was it was because he had great help from his forwards, and when we lost, it was always because he didn't do enough. This is this is a consistent thread through the way that we treat our best players, and we gotta we gotta grow up. We've got to start appreciating KP more. He's committed himself to us for five years, guys. So you're either going to get on board with him and start appreciating what he does for us or you're going to have a fucking miserable five years ahead of you. If,
1: if, you, if you're tying yourself to the Knights, you're tying yourself to KP because he's tied to the club. Yeah. Get on get on board. What do you, as as K-Dog just said, that's it. for the next five years, if you don't want to back Kalen, you're going to be real miserable. Because all you're going to do is hate, is hate the club because he will be the club. He's the face of the club now. He's the captain of the team. He's our best player by streets. Yeah, I don't think we get a million dollars worth of value out of him. But that's because he's not there yet. When Teddy went to the Roosters on 800,000, which has now become a million, Teddy wasn't worth what the Roosters were going to pay him. But they they paid it on potential, which is exactly what the Knights have done with KP. You, people remember, at that stage of their career, James Tedesco was probably considerably worse than... than um. KP is. Fullback is a hard position. It's one of the hardest positions in the NRL to play. Billy Slater was really, really ordinary at fullback for the first half of his career. He was good in Origin because he played on the wing. Mm. You know, like it's, I, I just it drives me mental when people try to compare him to a guy, the guys that have been playing position for four or five years longer. Mm. He is the best player on our team, and if you don't think that's the case, you don't know rugby league.
0: Now, speaking of the best player in the team, let's get some good stuff out of the way because let's actually sit back and appreciate what KP did today. I thought he had an extraordinary game. You know, the, the try assist to Kurt Mann, um, the kick, the perfectly placed kick for the try assist to um, Croaks. He had that break in the first half. I thought he was solid again at the back. He had that one. He had did have a spectacular drop ball when he was flying through the air for one of those kicks. Probably you know, He
1: only you know takes them. Yeah, oh, no, that's, yeah. You know he no, yeah. only you know um, takes them.
0: But considering he played under the absolute um, duress that he did, I thought he had an outstanding game today. 11 runs, 116 metres, bit of post-contact there as well. Um, it was the KP that I love to see today. I'm dancing in my seat, as I'm saying.
1: He was, he was <laughs> outstanding, mate. He was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And I said last week at the pod, you know, Canberra is bunny, and they are. He always plays well against Canberra. <laughs> he just does. He just, you know, but he was outstanding today. And not, don't take the fact that he was playing with a virus, you know, he was really, really crook and most of us wouldn't be getting out of bed with. Yeah. He was outstanding today. He nearly got us over the line. Um, Yeah, like, if you're not enjoying, if you, if you can't enjoy his performance today, you don't enjoy rugby league. Like, even people, like, even people on the, on the Twitter timeline today that are KP bashes because, you know, they support other teams and, you know, they find it funny, which is their prerogative. Even they were going on today, geez, he played well for a guy with the virus today. <laughs> like, and you know, Knights, Knights fans are the one bagging him. Other, other fans were defending him. Like, even Canberra fans were going, "Oh man, we'll shit scared of him more day to day."
0: I just and I thought, I... I thought there were so many glimpses today in terms of that expanded KP role that the club wants him to play. Like, can I do... I think having watched today, and again, as you did point out, it was against the Raiders. They are a subpar team along with us at the moment, so you can't read too much into it. But the way KP played today actually harkened me back to the way he played against the Eels in that finals game last year. And you know how we're sort of saying, well, what role does he do? Does he want to be a 5'8"? Does he want to be a, a, a fullback? I think KP wants to be KP. And, and there was him. a lot – and a lot of what he did today was that just that KP role where he's like he floats around in that attack. He's like, right, I'm going to insert myself here now because this is where I need to be. And, you know, when he's um, cleaning up at the back, and he, he wants to be a hands-on player. And that's what you want from your million-dollar player. But at the same time, like, we were always so critical of Mitchell Pierce for saying, well, he overplayed his hand too much. I don't think KP did that today, and I don't think he's no, been doing no. that of late. He's been, you know, trying to read the game a lot more to go, this is where I need to be, and this is what I need yes. to do now. And, again, we go back to that mistake. Okay, he was out of position at the end of the game there, but
1: a but player… he was knackered.
0: He was dead on his feet. And this is what I was going to say. When, when Hudson Young… Sees where KP is and goes inside. KP just stops dead, hands on knees, going, "I'm, I'm cooked. I just got nothing left." And you
1: just played eighty minutes with a with a gastric virus. Like he's he's dead on his feet. Can I just Sorry. say, mate? So sit back, loosen your belt. This is, you're gonna enjoy this. Oh hello. This is very KP. This is very K Dog areas. Brilliant. KP played today. Had Johns written all over it in the way that's how Joey wants KP to play.
0: Yes, one
1: hundred. He, oh. did he didn't, have a, place, he didn't have a play. He didn't a play, and he floated in out of the attack. He found the right play with the right ball. He he ran the ball when he needed to. It mm-hmm. was very Joey today. It was all those things that we hear Joey saying on Channel Nine last few years about the Knights not, not using KP right. KP played today. How Joey has been wanting KP to play.
0: No, I can. I, I absolutely completely agree with that, and, and I think there's a few there's a few things going on here with um, with KP in terms of um, you know we've been saying for a while this is his team now he has to take control, and I think in a lot of ways I really like what you said before about you know the quarterback in the NFL I think KP wants to be that quarterback now. And he sort of, he actually does want to say to the team, I want to carry us to win and I want to carry us to victories. And I've sort of gotten the impression the past couple of months that it's not that everybody's not on board with that. They just don't understand it. And today was, was there was were, there were times where there where I felt like the team, okay, oh, we get it now. We, you want to direct us around. You want to be here and you want us to follow. When you, okay, well, we can do that. And when we did that, the team looked good.
1: I'll give you a tip. Did anyone watch James Tedesco last night? I've only I, I haven't watched the game, but I just yes. saw a few clips, and I you know I've seen errors and stuff. To me, James Tedesco wants to play like KP plays. He's not as good as KP doing it. James Tedesco is a better fullback than KP. I'm not going to deny that. But what the role KP plays, he's the best in the NRL at it.
0: One hundred percent.
1: I I advocate for KP playing 5'8", because I don't want KP running himself into the ground like he did today. Mm. I want him to be able to save himself. You know, to inject himself with freshness and not have to be returning kicks and get bashed on kick returns and stuff. That's why I advocate for KP playing 5-8-night fullback. But in terms of the role he plays, he's the best suit in the competition to do it for the Knights with, with Turbo. Turbo's probably the other one that can do it. But even Turbo took four or five years to become a good ball player.
0: I think KP wants to be here for a good time, not a long time. So I, I think there's that Andrew Johns element about him where he'd be like, I don't want to go to 5-8 because you're telling me that there's half a game that I can't really get actively involved in. So he's like, I oh, want to yeah, be the agree. fullback. I want to be the fullback so that I can be in everything with the ball out of my hands. But then I want to be the fullback as well so that I can be in everything with the ball in our hands. I, I don't for think –
1: For a guy that started as young as KP and has played as many games as he already, you'd think he'd be a three-game three walk-in. You won't get to 250 because he's oh. not interested in playing for that long.
0: His body won't, yeah his body won't make it yeah,
1: but he's just not interested he, like I see his, he, I see him as a guy that'd be perfectly happy to get the 2728 28, win, his, win a premiership you know do all the things in origin play for Australia and then saunter off into, and get ridiculous amounts of money to play rugby and never get tackled. Mm. I'm no expert I just love the game but more than that I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL you'll love big Ts Ts. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
0: Yep, hundred percent. I um, I want to touch a little bit on. I, I think this is a more distasteful aspect of some of the commentary today. And I'll, I'll, you know, you say you could say as much or as little as you want, but um, uh, it was really starting to. Uh, Pissed me off a fair bit. Uh, Michael Anders was really looking for a reason to create some, to start some controversy around the potential that KP was still playing with um, uh, HIA. Sorry, with um, concussion symptoms. Oh,
1: I thought oh, no, that was I didn't. disgraceful okay, no, I, today, mate. I, I, so, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen to the commentary enough to to, to understand that. I had the sound down for most of when I watched the you know, the game right, and the so, on that.
0: So early on in the game, when the the Raiders were going well, and, and Michael Ennis is doing his um controversy stirring thing, where he's like, well, we got to we got to bag the team that's not going well, so that I can, um, you know, prove a point, and. KP and get on his pro- Fox
1: panel shows. He that's his goal is to create yeah. controversy. So he gets to go on the panel shows and talk about. Yeah. It.
0: So when KP vommed because of his virus, um, Michael Ennis was straight all over that, and he started saying, "Oh, he's a bit off his game today. Oh, I wonder if he still did." He really
1: was- blame the vomiting on on concussion symptoms.
0: Yeah. He he questioned whether there were lingering concussion symptoms from I last think- week, and he still wasn't right.
1: Honestly, sack him on the spot. It's pretty poor him on the spot. Because I, I disgusting.
0: Because I was sort of trying to listen to it and like, you know, just let it be what it was. And you know, the nights are obviously down, and I, I don't want to get any more aggravated. But he kept sort of pressing on about it. And then he got um, he got his who's who was the um key commentator today? You know, anyway, Matt Russell. Yeah, so he got Matt Russell involved in it as well. And it actually took the sideline commentator to go, "Oh, we can give you an update on KP's Caelan uh, Pong's condition now. He's um he's, he's got a stomach for it. He's got a bad case of gastro. And there wasn't even any attempt from and uh, us to correct or apologise or sort of say, oh, you know, I've got that wrong. He just went, oh, you know, they went, oh, well, that, we, we've got the explanation and sort of moved on. I'm like, well, hang on, you, you've just spent a fair amount of time uh, questioning the integrity of the Knights medical team. Yeah, you might want and to think. Scaring that. his
1: family to death. Exactly. Could you imagine your yeah. mum sitting there listening to that, thinking yeah. that the Knights are damaging their kid's brain to play football? Yeah. Because so, if you're still concussed be throwing up, that's doing serious damage to the kid's to the kid's brain.
0: Correct. Could you so, imagine his
1: family sitting there listening to that?
0: Oh, I'd, I'd I'd prefer not to. I would. I can only imagine how the trauma that might have been involved. So I think I, I think though, you know, if we want to use it as a learning lesson for rugby league, is that you know, controversy is all good and well, but you you've got to start being realistic about it. Like, surely we're starting to reach a line now where the controversy meeting, you know there there's so and look the thing is there are so many other things they could have pointed out about how poorly the knights were playing to stir the controversy you don't need to be pull, pulling into question oh well obviously he's still you know suffering from uh, concussion symptoms i'm like that's that's a really big that's a massive reach
1: i'll go i'll go boom on you here for a second mate i remember back when the super league war happened I remember a big part of the argument was, and people that know, like, you know, genuine rugby league people that know, said the biggest problem with Super League is not Super League. It's not the idea of Super League. That's all how rugby league is going to go. Pay TV, all that stuff is exactly how professional sport needs to go right now. Their issue was you can't have tabloid media running the game because this is what will happen. Yeah. You, yep. That's what like, we've seen it with celebrities. They've, they've driven driven celebrities to suicide for their own, for their own means. They've driven politicians, you know, to the ends of the earth. They've driven women out of Australia because they've said the wrong thing about ANZAC Day. Of course, this is the, the path they go down when it comes to sport. They do the same in the AFL. The AFL have you know are a bit, got a bit more power, so they could have uh, commuted a little bit. But in rugby league, it's all about tabloid media. Like I don't watch the panel shows because I'm not I'm not a, a brain dead moron. <coughs> but, but that's all they are. It's 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 women it's Women's Day for rugby league. I don't actually ever talk about Rugby League. Uh, it's Women's Day for Rugby League. All right. So I, also I, Sorry, you should be embarrassed. Sorry, if you watch those shows, you should be embarrassed. Because that <laughs> those shows are not Rugby League. They're Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I, Buzz, record... Buzz Rothfield, mate. mate, is the Ida Buttrose of Rugby League. Except the difference is Ida's actually got half a brain I'm in the head. That's the difference.
0: I um I record more rugby league commentary now than I listen to uh, in other media, so uh, that's my um that's my uh, that's my part to play in it in terms of
1: uh, turn, t- turn it down, listen to music when you watch rugby league. It's so much more enjoyable. Well, there, there was I think there was a
0: day there. Oh, what was I listening to? I mean, because I was I was driving uh, around last night listening to, and you hear it all the time. But I was listening to the ABC uh, grandstand coverage. That was great. I actually I was the, like because you have a tendency to watch particularly when the Knights are playing like my heart rate is going through the back of my like it's blowing my eardrums out at the best of times but you add a, a, a you know thick layer of Michael Ennis and at times Andrew Voss on top of that and I actually sit there thinking Fuck! If I was wearing my my Fitbit right now, my my heart rate would have to be pushing one hundred and eighty. But what I but you know, outside of night's games, when I'm listening to just games that don't involve them, and you're listening to Fox, like it boils your blood. And I'm like, I want to enjoy what like watching sport is supposed to be fun. That's why we watch. And so I was actually driving along, listening to the ABC Grandstand last night, and I was like, these guys are enjoying telling us what's happening with the game. And and that's the yep. difference, is that you've got people who are like, hey, there's great stuff happening here, and we've got the privilege of telling you about it, so listen in. Or you've got the ones who are like, well, I'm going to use this as a vehicle to piss people off.
1: And I, I just, because the, I ABC get, have the ABC have the advantage of no commercial ties. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. The ABC don't need to sell themselves to people. They, they just provide a service. If you listen, you listen. If you don't, you don't. The ABC is still going to call rugby league. So they just call the game for the love of the game. And that's why we all used to love, you know, the ABC Saturday games. Same thing.
0: Oh, gosh. just John
1: here, Arthur Beetson, you know, um, Jackson, just Peter Jackson, just talking about rugby league because they didn't need to sell the game to anybody. They yeah. just talked about their love of rugby league. Oh, mate, the, the boomers, uh, they're, they're, they're getting tingling down the spine.
0: They're not even listening to us record, and they're thinking, oh, good things are happening somewhere. People are talking about great times. Um, look, I, I, you know, on the nights, mate, um, uh, Har- yeah, sure. Har- <laughs> Harvey G uh, did uh, message me and he did say, well, that's effectively our season over. Now I, I did a post on the Bay 53 account saying, well, you know, did we see a timestamp
1: to- four weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did a post on the Bay 53 account saying, you know, did we see enough to turn around our season? I actually did forget. There's only 10 games left. We're, we're on four wins we need to win eight out of our last ten to even have, you know, a, a whisper of a chance to be thinking about making the eight. Um, yeah, that's that loss in Canberra is actually effectively our season over because um, I, the, the team just hasn't shown enough where I think they're capable, they want to win, or they believe that they can win eight out of ten, and we've got the second worst points differential in the in the comp. So we we'd have to win every game. By twenty plus points diff to overturn that, and yeah, I just, I just think we've that's that that effectively was our season over today.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent it was. Um, you mean we all thought the season's been gone for a while, but you know, yeah, even the math mathematics now is getting to the point where it's almost impossible. But um yeah, you win a game like today, and it, I'm gonna say it's definitely going to turn the season. Around, but it could. I win today, and then a few games at home and whatnot, and a pretty pretty reasonable run coming home. Um, in terms of the teams we play and we've got Braille's back. You know, you could you'd say that we might, you know, at the very least, you know, get in the top ten and, you know, be a chance in the last couple of weeks to make the finals. But I think that's all dead now for sure.
0: Hey, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the cup game in terms of um, – because you and I were messaging each other a little bit and um, you did mention before that there were a couple of things in the cup game that frustrated you – oh, sorry, there were a couple of things in first grade that frustrated you about what happened in um, the cup game as well. And it sort of ties in a little bit to what you and I were saying in the last pod about, you know, the club as a whole needing to change. You're right. Why, why did – our reserve-grade team have to be 20-plus points down before they started putting on a few tries. And before you answer that, I just want to point out that Jake Clifford, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Brody Jones, Jack Johns, Heimel Hunt... Um, Tex Hoy. Tex Hoy, Braden Musk, Jeremiah Ge- All with first-grade experience. All, all,
1: know, with, all of them- with a lot of first-grade experience. We're not talking guys that have played a couple of games. We're playing good, talking guys that have played... Dozens and dozens of games.
0: So that so the Knights team that played for the in the cup game should have been putting fifty on their opponents, and yet we sort of only clicked when we were twenty plus points down. Is that and indic- still
1: gave up a so, and still gave up a soft try when we were back in the game.
0: Yes. So is that indicative of where the clubs at as a whole, or is today just one of those games where oh, coincidentally those two things happen to happen this afternoon?
1: No. It, it's it's exactly where the club's at. There's a mentality from top to bottom, and to me, and I, I think it's becoming more and more obvious. We don't know how to transition guys from under under football to open football. There's such a huge gap between flag to cup to first grade. We can't bridge that gap. We just we just don't know how to do it. Um, guys that guys that should be outstanding for uh, standing cup players at least, are middle middle of the road cup players and a poor first graders.
0: Is it one thing that's a problem, and I'm just going to use this as an example. So we've been sort of, uh, you know, Knights fans joke a little bit. Oh, we're a cursed club. We're always getting injured. But our injuries, what is is it just the fact that we get too many first grade injuries as to why we don't transition players very well? Because I go back to what I said before. Dom Young, Leo Thompson, Simi Sasagi, those guys shouldn't be counted on to play. And Chad, I'll I'll, I'll throw Chris, the Chad Randall, into that as well. They shouldn't be thrown into and expected to do as much in first grade as they do, but they have to because injury it. And so they, they should get, then
1: go back into street cup.
0: But, but, but this is what I'm saying is that the load that's put on them in first grade is so much that it taxes them to the extent where they're cooked by the time they go back into cup and they just can't but that, but that, replicate it but but that, but
1: excuse. But that's not an excuse for guys like Brody Jones and that, which are genuine. Like we all think Brody Jones is a genuine first grader. He's been dog-shitting cup this year, dog-shit. Really? Like, it, that's the thing, mate. I, I'm, we're not talking about guys that have played a stack of first-grade games this year and then have had to go back. These are guys that have barely played in first-grade. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's only one in that category. These are guys have been in cup all year. Yeah. These are guys that should be trying to push their spot into first-grade. These are guys that have seen the first-grade team getting belted every week and thinking, well, there's a spot here available if I play decent, and they still can't lift their standard. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get why the club were having to let Jari go to Parramatta because he hasn't proven that he – He's got the desire to be a first grader. I think Jair is one of the most talented players we've had, we've got in our club and we've had in our club in years. And I said that at the start of the season. We wanted him starting. Yeah,
0: we wanted him starting in the back row with Frizz and uh, Kurt.
1: He's He's been very – like, he's had some injuries issues like he has in all the other years, but he's been very ordinary. Like, I get those guys not been able to handle first grade yet, but they should then go back to cup and dominate, and they don't. They get walked over by guys – that our good friend Matt Clark said, you know, mow lawns for a living, you know. It's – it's. I don't get it. I don't get why we can't transition, guys, and then why there's no desire to improve. There's just doesn't seem to be this desire in the club to improve. Yeah. Like our reserve-grade team was always our strength. We were so good in the 90s because our reserve-grade team was so strong. In 15, we won the wooden spoon in first grade, and we still won the reserve-grade comp because the club had depth until Nathan Brown cleared all that depth out for, you know, the reasons we all know, but we still had yeah. depth of the club. We haven't had we haven't had a good first, a good reserve grade team in nearly a decade, you know. Our first grade team just has probably been better than our reserve grade team for most of that time.
0: Yeah, is um, and I guess well, I I guess to sort of tie up this um this part of the of the analysis is that you go back to what Adam O'Brien said in his press conference after the the Penrith dismantling, and again I still question whether or not it was the time and the forum to be saying it, but. This sort of ties in a lot to what Adam O'Brien's saying, which is gen- you know generational sort of entrenchment of this mentality that doesn't know what it takes to win. So is that a part of it? And again, I guess is Adam O'Brien the man to fix that? Is anyone the man to fix that?
1: Is we've got we've got the people in the club that can fix that. You know, all those guys that recruited we we lauded over in the off season all come from successful organisations because they you know they know how to make a professional rugby league players, there's, there's something in, intrinsically in the club where they don't understand. It's not unders. You can't just switch on for 80 minutes on a, on a weekend and get by because you're so talented. Mm. Even, in, even in cup, we know cups, you know, some of the standards in cup are really poor, but you still can't just switch on for 80 minutes and get the job done because there's too many guys there that are either experienced ex-first graders that just want to, you know, work hard and, and do all the little bits and, you know, and, and – work their way through helping the young fellas, which is a lot of the cup sides, or they're really talented young guys that are just stomping at a bit for a chance. We're neither. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it really frustrates me that guys like Brody and that, that I have a real high opinion of, are going so poorly in cup.
0: Brodo, you said something in the Robbie M chats that's sat, like, like it's sat with me the entire time that we've been uh, recording and I want to go into it a little bit more because it's a, it's an interesting comment. Is this the season that we had to have? have? Have we been treading water in a lot of ways the last two seasons where a lot of deficiencies were papered over by, you know, various, um, various uh, issues. Are those, Deficiencies being exposed this year to give us an opportunity to go. Well, we know what to fix now. Is this so? Is that what you meant by this is the season that we had to have?
1: Yeah. So, and we were the same. We were, as everyone knows, listen to the pod. We were high on the nights for this year because yep. we'd fall into the trap too. We'd seen a team that had ground out wins that had a lot of injuries, but it just ground out some wins and made the finals, and you know, and we had fresh legs and blah blah blah, and this is why we'd be good this year. And I, and, I wanna I know, and I want to highlight
0: that, and I want to, I just want to reinforce that with you. Like we, we openly admit we were absolutely wrong. Those those first four or five weeks, yeah, we we just got it wrong. We were we were seeing things that we you know we were misinterpreting, or we were seeing a lot of things within this team. We were like, oh yeah, that shows this, and we just flat out got that wrong. So we we you and I are big enough to say, yeah, this idea that this is a top four squad, no, we have got that completely wrong. So what are we dealing with now? Go.
1: So what we what we'd, what we've actually discovered is that we're a top heavy side. Our top couple of players are very very good. I think the bottom rung, we've actually got some really good talent at the bottom of our squad. But the middle is poor for various reasons. Some they're just not good enough, and some they don't work hard enough. Mm. And that's the problem in this club. And I think that's been exposed this year. I I actually think Adam O'Brien's a really good coach, and I think that Adam O'Brien being a good coach is why we made the finals the last two years. I think that the bubble has burst, and he's been left without ideas because I think he was been he's surprised by it as as we were because he's seen things that we've seen. He's seen guys that were just slowly developing and COVID had stopped their development. But, you know, you expect that once they hit full-time again this year, they would just grow a leg and, and continue to improve, guys like Jaira and that. And it just hasn't happened. Guys like Brody, Simi Sasagis, you know, has been okay, but, you know, he hasn't really climbed, climbed out, out of the box yet. So many guys that we thought would really improve this year, and I think Adam O'Brien thought the case, just has not and I think that this is the year where he's going he' go Brian Smith and destroy and rip the club apart but I really think there'll be a huge turnover this offseason
0: um as you said that like the, the Sofiti boys went backwards you know Bradman best has been going backwards um you know a lot of it – Tyson Frazel even like he was a blue chip first choice rep player. I, I think,
1: as I said before I think Tyson's body's letting him down and I just hope that it's not his body's letting him down now for good because he's got so many you know hard miles on his legs. Yep. but he's, he's yeah he hasn't been right this year.
0: Yep, and that and that has then resulted in a lot of younger players stepping up. And you know, like we sort of we, we we've been very hard on um, the Chad because we we maintain that a, a first grade hooker in the NRL is one of the hardest positions that you have to like hooker and fullback are the two hardest positions um, in terms of what you add you know what you do for a team. So the standard for he's done well from a base level, but from a hooker perspective, he just hasn't been able to reach that level. And yet we've, we've been pushing him and persisting with him for the, for the 14, 15 games that we've played to his and the team's detriment. Um, and that's so what will,
1: that's where I will criticize Adam O'Brien. He's stuck with playing him playing 70 plus minutes too long. Yeah. He's just, he's destroyed. He's destroyed the the chemistry around the rock and Chris Randall's um, ability to, to play every week. Like Chris Randall McCrew might be at a crossroads now that it wouldn't have been out if he was expected to do what he's been expected to do. You know, if he'd played four or five games or he'd you know been the fourteen or he'd you know only been playing forty five minutes, we probably would have got this many good, you know, good games out of him and he'd be entrenched in the squad. But the idea of Kurt or Phoenix not playing more there, I think it'd been a real misstep for Man O'Brien. And we're seeing today we look so much sharper around the ruck with Kurt at the well,
0: half. Well, I was just going to say, though, today the team worked well because they, we ch- the Chad didn't do the full 80, and he was yeah, allowed right. to have and a break I think, he, Kurt... I think
1: he knew he wasn't going to. He played it pretty well in the first half because he knew he wasn't going to play 80 minutes. So mm. he, could, he knew he could just empty his tank for 45 minutes.
0: Mm. So... We've got the we've, we've got the the cross the comp by uh for rep round next weekend. Um how bad would a home loss to the Titans in two weeks' time be?
1: <laughs> oh that that wins us a spoon. If we yeah. so honestly, mate, on, honestly, if we lose to the Titans next week, we are odds on for the spoon. Yeah. Because if you can't, you know you, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be, Bradman. Bradman's almost certainly going to be back. Heimel's almost certainly going to be back. Braley's probably back. If we at home crowd, it won't be a huge home crowd because but they deserve one. But if they can't produce a win against the, probably the team that's in, the only team in the comp in worse form than us.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, no, you, we're, we're odds on for the spoon. If we don't, if we don't win that game, I think.
0: So it's um it sounds like it's going to be a big game. I know you and I are going to
1: be there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's lucky that we've got a, a we week, a weekend plan of drinking afterwards, mate. Because if we get rolled, me and you are going to need to wipe that completely from our memories forever
0: at bay53pod get on Wait, the i'll socials. tell you what
1: guys, you get some great content over that weekend. Me, me and k-dog spending the weekend together you gotta get some great content win or lose, i guarantee
0: you Mate, get on the socials and get on them hard, everyone at bay53pod um twitter and instagram well we we don't really get on the um on the tiktok much it's uh it's too much for my old middle-aged mind to bear
1: mate
0: you are listening to the bay53podcast Um, the uh, New South Wales Blues have uh, named their twenty two man squad, and Big Freddie oh, has
1: seen this yet. he has yet?
0: rung in the changes. Now, I don't know why they're persisting with doing this in alphabetical order because it means that I have to read out all twenty two names instead of just the starting thirteen, which is what we want. but um Matt Burton, Nathan Cleary, Cook, Cr- Angus Crichton, Stephen Crichton, Clint Gutherson. And this is and this is from the official New South Wales Blue's uh, account as well. I'm not done. Payne Haas, Nico Hines, Apisai Corusau, Jera- Jerome, Luai, Liam Martin, Jordan McLean. Cam oh, Murray. Get the fuck out. Cam Murray, Junior Paulo. <laughs> Victor Jordan
1: McLean has been the wait. worst player in the in the worst pack in the comp for five years. Victor. That was fine one gone three years ago.
0: Victor Radley has been named in the and New South
1: Wales
0: Blues team, and
1: he'll get and will get sent off.
0: Joseph Suwali, Siyosipar yeah. Talakai, James Tedesco, Brian Tottle. Oh, this is the one that hurts, Jake Toboyovich, Daniel Tupo, and Isaiah Yo. That's the twenty-two man squad. You, what, you know, everyone knows my opinion of Gutho. That's ridiculous. Whatever.
1: Jerbo, whatever. You know, Victor Radley, whatever. Jordan McLean's an, an embarrassment to the game. Jordan McLean has been the worst. Like, seriously, Cowboys fans would have gladly eaten all of his contract just for him not to play in the team for the last three years.
0: I do notice that um, Tyson Frizzell uh, hasn't been named. Uh, Jacob Safidi has also not been named. So I get, you know, maybe, maybe Victor and. Um, and uh, Jordan are filling those uh, reserve roles that um, their Knights nice boys did.
1: No so Knights team on the side. I don't expect Jordan McClain to be in the seventeen. So why is he in the squad? You're not doing it for his experience. He's mm. been around the squad before. He's an old man. Like, why, why is he there?
0: Well, I want to know what experience Jacob Sofidi got. What? Being in a squad where you don't play to be dropped. Well, that's great experience.
1: <laughs> like, it's just... But, we, but the thing is, you know what I really know about the whole origin thing now? It's... It's about it's about the coaches. Like Freddie's mm. made it about himself.
0: Very much so.
1: Billy Slater's made it about himself. Like Billy Slater did, has done a really good job of Queensland. I think he's gotta be a good origin coach. But they've made it about themselves. Yeah. All this squad business and we're bringing in these guys for experience. Fuck off. Pick <laughs> me the best nineteen players, name me a seventeen man squad, and give me the and give me the two best origin teams. Like even the bullshit where, oh, this player suits playing this or that player and that combination. No pick me the best 17 plays available.
0: It's funny you should say that. I was, I was having that exact same conversation with my mate today where I was sort of saying, uh, you know, Phil Gould says a lot that I disagree with now, but back in the day, people forget that 20 years ago, Phil Gould actually didn't say much that was wrong about the game. And one of the truest things he ever said in 2001 about um, the justifications that Wayne Pearce tried to give to pick Brett Camorley over Andrew Johns was that Wayne would – Pearce would say um, – he said, he said, well, I understand about picking the best players, but he said, you've got to pick the best team as well. And Gus Gould just said, that's absolute rubbish. He said, when you're talking about New South Wales or you're talking about origin or you're talking about – he said, rep footy is about rewarding great uh, play. And he said, if you're picking your 17 best players at this level, you're picking your best team. And that's still true today. Yeah. We've we've complicated to the extent where, as you said, like, oh, what about this com- combination? Or and fucking hell, how often? How fucking Bo Scott made a living out of being the the player that was going to nullify Greg Inglis, which he didn't. And it was all the not once in his entire career. And I'm like, you're not picking the best players, and then you're complicating it for these for reasons, and they're not even good reasons, and they don't work.
1: We. We have blown this. So this should be a New 100%. South Wales era, like the Queensland era of eight in a row. One hundred percent.
0: We've learned we've learned nothing from those eight years in a row where Queensland showed us they said, look, we've got a generational group of players here that we you know, we need a fucking good reason to to separate or to change up. We're gonna stick with them no matter no matter what the losses are. And if they just happen and they won eight in a row. And you'd think Year after year, we lost 11 out of 12 series. You would think you would learn from that. Hey, maybe Queensland know where they're doing it, and we've fucking learned nothing. We've learned nothing.
1: I'll I'll ask you a question put it in a context for you. So look at the the era now compared to the Kamali Johns situation. Mm -hmm. So everyone sort of says Mitch Moses is a really good halfback. Nathan Cleary is clearly the best halfback. Hooker is – at the moment, a bit of a problem. It's not, it's not a problem. We've got, we've got good hookers. We had good hookers then too. You know, we had Tuvi, who was more than adequate at origin hooker, that sort of stuff. Um, but could you imagine now going, well, sorry, Nathan, we're going to pick Mitch Moses at halfback. Nathan, you can play hooker because that then gets Mitch <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> that's exactly what they did with Joey.
0: That's yeah, exactly 100%. what they did
1: with Joey. They went, yeah. well, we, Joey, you're better than our hookers, so we'll play – and, and Kamali's, you know, Kamali's a pretty good halfback. So I think John's – at hooker, Camoia halfback is better than any hooker we've got. That's exactly what they would do now if they went, Cleary, Nathan, you can play hooker. Mitch, you can play halfback because that's it. They're, they're, you're, you're two players in our best 17. It's just dumb.
0: Well, I will say, look, there's, there, there are two combinations in that team that I actually, in the New South Wales team, that I hope get picked this way. We know that the halves will be, and I sort of don't have too much of an issue with Jerome Lewai being picked because of his combination with um, Cleary, if only because they are a good halves pairing and they want to comp together. So, and they want to, they want an Origin series together. So, okay, that's fine. You know, you move on from that. The other pairing that I actually do like the idea of is putting Stephen Crichton at centre next to Brian Tottle. Again, they've got the runs on the board. They want a premiership together. That you know they can do the job. And it's 100% why Matt Burton should be on the other side. And this is what I was going to say. You know, Matt Burton won a premiership as a, as a, as a centre. We need a centre. That's fine. Pick him. But beyond that, like beyond the Panthers, <laughs> just pick your best players. You don't compl- – you are complicating this so much or – Give the players that won three out of their last four series an opportunity to go back and, and, and you know, show that they're still doing the job for the team. Okay, Dan Sofidi, you're not going to pick. He just doesn't have that form. But I can guarantee you if he was a Queenslander out of form, they would look for a reason to pick him. And they would look for a reason Dan to keep
1: Sofitti, him. Slightly. Dan Sofiti if, if Dan Sofidi was like his player in that Queensland era, he would still be in the Queensland team in that, you know, they would yeah. still pick him. Yeah. They just pick their best guys. The only way you didn't get picked is if you're injured. Or you were so badly out of form they just couldn't justify. And Dan probably liked that. But Dan played so good in the origin series last year that they were picking.
0: Yeah. And this is why I just go back to we just we haven't learned. Our the New South Wales depth should be our greatest asset. And instead we've turned it into this millstone that just sits around our necks neck and it confuses us. And Queensland just sit off in the background going, Well, this is great. You guys just keep beating yourselves up, and all we have to do is show up, and we're a chance. And we do it every fucking year. Everyone always likes to say Origin is about Queensland. It is absolutely not. Origin is about New South Wales and our ineptitude. <laughs> now, you know, having given them this massive blast, we're, we're no doubt going to win the last two games of the series, but... Um, that aside, if we do happen to win those two games, it doesn't make my theory incorrect.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh no! As I said, we shouldn't have lost in what twenty 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 was it? Yeah, twenty twenty.
0: No, we shouldn't we have just, lost that. We series. should be
1: dominating. We should be. This should not even be close. We should be dominating at the moment. Yeah. And we just suck. It's um, but Freddie's useless. He was useless as an NRL coach. He's useless as an Origin coach. <laughs> He's just useless. Oh, you've, boy, only, you've only got to listen to Freddie Talk Rugby League On the TV coverage it's I Kevin not he's that bad I no, do, like I he's, But he's, his, his opinion Are you kidding me Like He's a fine as a commentator His mm. opinions are dumb as fuck And he thinks Jack once the most talented player in the world. I've heard him say it ten times yeah. oh, Jack White hasn't got the, the Fucking talent talent Pong has got in his headgear. <laughs>
0: Clint Guther, Clint Gutherson, he's still getting a run around for the Blues. Anyway, I look,
1: I don't mind. I don't mind Guthrie being in the twenty two. If you think, well, we'll keep Guther when he'll be the shadow for Teddy. If Teddy got fucking, you know, AIDS or COVID on game day, we we'll put <laughs> Guther at fullback. I don't mind that as an option, but you can't play if they play with said i fear not give even give up.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, mate, that, that's it, it'll be a big origin game um, next Sunday. You know, I, I still think – I actually do think the Blues will win. You know, we have a tendency of getting up for the second game after a loss so that we can go up to Brisbane and lose the decider.
1: And you can try um, a result. you get the decider at Suncorp. Can yeah, try yeah, correct.
0: Um, but, um, yeah, we – and this – you know, just name the 17. Name your starting 13 and your four bench players – the the twenty two man squad is frustrating. It does Queensland don't care, and it irritates your fans. So um, anyway, <sighs> I think we've run out of things to talk about, my friend. It's been another interesting um, big day of rugby league, not just for Knights fans, but for rugby league fans in general.
1: You know what the worst thing about all this is? Like it's Sunday night, and I'm knackered. <laughs> 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 we got a week, week out of us, and rugby league just drains me so much that I'm I'm bugged.
0: Speaking of um, speaking of being drained after a long weekend, mate, and stick with me here. I'm, I'm go- I've got a point. Um, how's that, How's the uh, super coach going? Are you still flying the uh, the strong flag for Bay Fifty no, Three?
1: Really? I mean, I'm actually giving giving a high to our good friend Grant today this weekend, which is no thing is shit. But I've <laughs> actually been, I've actually been struggling. Man, shout out to our friend Sam. He's um he's dominating I think it's our League League two actually, might be league one, but anyway. Yep. But he's got an outstanding title. some really good teams, and yeah, I've had a rough couple of weeks. It's um yeah, I need I need to turn it around pretty quickly or I'm in trouble.
0: So um what what's gonna what what happens with Supercoach? So do you guys do you have a final system over the yeah, last Yeah, the same four? exact same as the NRL. Top top eight, exact same as the NRL. But so does that mean that Fand is, like like Supercoach has a twenty two round? Or a 21-round comp, and then you have no, four so, weeks so the, of finals?
1: So the, first two, so the first two weeks, there's no there's no games. Then I think they have 18, and yep. then it finishes up after round 24. It used to go all the way to – and grand final used to be round 25 before, but it was actually teams were resting all their players. Yeah. So you yeah, get grand yeah. final week, you have the two best teams, and they'd be missing half their teams because the yeah. teams, the good teams like Melbourne were resting their players in round 25. So it actually only goes around 24 now. Grand uh, finals, 21, 22, 23, grand final round 24.
0: I think that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I um, I'm just loading up our tipping at the moment. I don't think we've been doing very well in the tipping, mate. You know, having to tip the nights every week does you no good. Um, but I'm just noticing now. Well, actually, interestingly enough, we're coming second in the sports best friends uh, tipping comp. Oh, um, bad
1: man! How bad are they?
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, um the Tigers and the Pen- the Penrith uh, tipping tippers, I think they had a couple of weeks there where they got locked out. So, um I've got no doubt that Big, big Good Cat Chat would have been doing much better. But um our producer, biggest uh, big T, the biggest tiger, he's um streets ahead of us. He's five tipping points yeah, ahead of us. Yeah, he
1: doesn't pick his own team every week. <laughs> <laughs> biggest Tiger doesn't even tip him. Get out of town. Bretto, um it's always a
0: pleasure chatting with footy, uh, with you, my friend. Um, yeah, I think we might, uh, finish it up there. This is a, this is a relatively short episode for us. Um, but just quickly before we do go, has there been anything else uh, over the weekend that sort of, uh, piqued your, piqued your, interest or jumped out at you in terms of any of the other games?
1: No, I actually, I just want to quick mention this battle that's now going on between who's going to play origin and who's going to play for Tonga. There's a few different players. Um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Get it sorted out, guys. Teams and yeah. players should nominate before the season where their loyalty lies. And you don't get to pick and choose whether you get selected for Origin or not whether you get to play for your, for your thing. If, if guys think Tonga's their priority, they need to say at the start of the year, Tonga's my priority. I'm then in, ineligible for Origin or vice versa. You can't, you know, sort of play game one of Origin. and go, oh, I'd prefer to play for Tonga this week. You can't do that either. At, before the season kicks off, where where's your loyalty? Who are you going to go in selection, Pat, for? This ridiculous stuff where you've got guys like Tupac and that whole new stuff ransom where they're going to play Origin or play for Tonga, it's ridiculous.
0: No, I, I completely agree with that. It, and it's such a shame as well because rep round was supposed to be such a great opportunity for, one, the, the NRL clubs to just sort of have a rest in the middle of the season, but also to, to expand the game, like the, to promote the game and, and get that international interest in it. And, like I don't want know, to see
1: guys like Drame Blue, I play with Samara and that, you know, like it just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Red Brown's a great idea, but it's yeah, it's got the point now. Where Origin's now taking it back over, and it's, yeah, become a bit of a... And even the, even the point where clubs aren't releasing plays for some of the smaller fixtures and some of the unders, Origin games and that, yeah, it's become a shit fight again. Yeah. My favourite
0: moment from the weekend is uh, something that you actually shared with uh, us in the Looney, Looney Clunes chat uh, last night, which was, I think it was a tweet from the, is it the Para Eels Facts? Or, oh, yeah, Para um, Eels Facts, yeah. At para Eels Facts. Uh, and his tweet was, um, that's how you close out a game where you're leading 26 to 12. And uh, I just thought that was tremendous shithousery at the expense of one of the all-time, all-time uh, meltdowns from uh, Manly on Friday night. The likes Ad of which.
1: Brook
0: yeah. Brook yeah. Like I'd was, buy
1: that it was in Townsville, and they, and they you know they got <laughs> to them but at Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. Because I think that was um, uh, the Cowboys' first win in New South Wales for a fairly a
1: fairly long time as yeah, well. Yeah, Um, they, so. um but You know, one thing. One thing I will say about Manly, man, they they must drive their their, fan, their fans nuts because even without turbo, they're they're good still, really good, mm. but geez, they're bad sport. <laughs> There's a couple of infuriating teams in the comp
0: at the moment. Um, your sort of your warriors, your sea eagles, uh, the
1: eels, um, and as you said, the bulldogs, for all for various different reasons. Can I quickly just can I quickly just ask? So Parramatta, okay, they don't make a prelim this year. They've gone through this golden era of Parramatta where they've been a top four squad easily every year for, for five years now, and they don't make one prelim. And now you know th- that's probably. That team's getting broken up into the uh, end of this year. Is that one of the great failures of all time?
0: Absolutely.
1: To I'm never, not, not, make one, not even I'm not talking make a grand final, win a premiership, not make a prelim.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, and you the look at, they've had
0: because you look at the Rabbitohs and how much um, they've been criticised for, you know, making three preliminary, or was it three or four preliminary finals? Yeah, three in a, eight, yeah. And not winning a grand final. Well, they still made more preliminary finals than this um, golden era of um, Parramatta did. Um, He's he's a very, and I don't know I said we were going to close off, but we'll finish on this question, mate. Uh, who's finishing top four this season? So at the at the moment, I'll give you the top six. It's Panthers, Storm, Cowboys, Sharks, Broncos, Eels. Uh, who finishes top four at the end of round 25?
1: Panthers, Storm, Roosters. Wow. Sharks. But I don't think Cronulla are any good. I think the top two are miles above the rest. Yep. And I actually think Parramatta are the third best team. But there's only two good teams, and Parramatta are the best of the uh, sorry, the worst of the of those sort of top tier teams. But and the Mm -hmm. rest are rubbish. Cronulla, Cronulla, Cronulla are about what we were last year. So you, so hang on. so you think the Roosters are
0: going to finish top four this year? They're coming ninth. Yeah, because I,
1: so I think the rest of the competition is rubbish and the Roosters are good enough where they'll, they'll win <laughs> six or six of their last seven or something like that and, and finish in the top four. Because the competition is so rubbish.
0: I love it, mate. I, lo- I always love your reasoning. Take heart, Roosters fans. We've um, called you for top four. Expect to be in a spoon battle any week now. O, as always, thank you very much for your time. i I'm because
1: we have a top <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll give a quick shout out to uh, A-Plus Contracting and Polywelding. We do thank them, as usual, for giving us the opportunity to record these. Please see them for all your contracting and polywelding needs. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, guys.